It's time for another installment of Spinning Singles. I'm Todd on this Saturday afternoon, and we left off the last time we were talking June of 1980, and that's the uh, weeks we're going to be talking about, the songs that hit the uh, top 40 and some that hit the um, Hot 100. That means something to me. First song I'm going to talk about um, came in at number 29, jumped up big that week from 45. It was by Carol King, and she hadn't had a hit in a while. And this one was actually a cover of the Chiffon's One Fine Day. And it did have a picture sleeve, and it shows her uh, at a white piano, and the picture sleeve is white. And One Fine Day, her version would go to number 12, so it was a pretty big hit for her. Uh, just an aside about Carol King, one of her early records that was on Alpine, that's the label, was an answer song to O'Carroll from Neil Sadaka called Old Neil. And I just finally found a copy of that last year, extremely hard to find. Um, and she was pretty young when that was recorded. I think that was recorded in 1960. Um, but this would turn out to be her last top 40 hit. And that's One Fine Day by Carol King. Next song to come in was a the third single in a row from Rupert Holmes. So it started with the Pina Colada song, Escape, that was big number one. Then he had him, and this one was the third one. It came in at 35, but it would only go to 32. It was just called Answering Machine, and it was kind of a goofy song about her answering machine and a proposal on the MCA label with no picture sleeve. And the only place I really hear that now is um, on yacht rock stations occasionally. Uh, funny about an answering machine. When I heard this song, we didn't even have one where I, in our home. Knew what one was, of course, but we never got one for until a few years later. Um, but that's now the technology is outdated. But uh, back in 1980, it was new. Next song I'm going to talk about um, came in at 36, up big from number 50. It was Olivia Newton-John, and she had had a lot of hits up until this point, and she was actually transitioning more into a pop rock and roll style. And uh, this week we're going to talk about a lot of movies, because that's what was charting, songs from movies. And this one uh, came from a movie called Xanadu, and I never did see that movie. Um, still haven't seen it. It's not really shown that often. And I think the best thing from it was the music, is what I understand. But this one's called Magic, and it would go to number one for four weeks for Olivia Newton-John. And obviously you still hear it because it was a big hit. And it came with a picture sleeve, a purple picture sleeve, that's just as Xanadu on the cover, and Magic. And the label was kind of cool, too. It wasn't the usual MCA label. It was kind of a custom label just for Xanadu. And I think later reissues reverted back to the regular Rainbow label, but this was the original label, the custom label for Olivia Newton-John and Magic. And the next song to come in right behind her was another female artist who had her first top 40 hit, and it was by Kim Carnes. And um, she chose a song by Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. It's called More Love. It was a great cover. Uh, came in at 37, went to number 10, so it was a big hit, and it did have a picture sleeve, and Kim Carnes at the time was on the EMI label, the green label, and the picture sleeve shows her smiling on the cover, and the B-side just shows a picture of her two albums, and this one was from 
romance dance. And the picture sleeve is kind of hard to find. I don't see it too often. I say it's about a five to ten dollar sleeve, and the record's probably two to three dollars. And that's more love by Kim Carnes. And which brings us to the next song that week and another movie song. And this was a song from a movie called Urban Cowboy. And at the time, it was uh, very chic and very in to have country songs cross over. And Urban Cowboy starred John Travolta and Deborah Winger. And this was the first song to chart from it. And it was by the rocker Joe Walsh, one of my favorite guitar players. And of course, he was with the Eagles. But this was him solo singing a song called All Night Long. Came in at 38 and would go to 19. It did have a picture sleeve showing John Travolta on the cover from the movie. But the song itself was Joe Walsh, and it was on the Full Moon Asylum label that was put out just for this movie, and it was kind of an orangish label. And that's Joe Walsh and All Night Long. Uh, not a particularly valuable 45 at this point, but a cool song. Anything by Joe Walsh is cool. Uh, next song was another movie song, and it was from Xanadu, and uh, Xanadu was also had the Electric Light Orchestra in it, and this is one of their songs, and it's called I'm Alive, and it came in at 40, would go to 16, which wasn't bad for them. It also had a picture sleeve, and instead of being a purple label or sleeve, it's a blue label, custom label for Xanadu, and the sleeve uh, is blue. It says it's Xanadu on it. And um, ELO, and they would have one more song from that movie that chart after this one. And the only song I'm going to talk about in the Hot 100 that week that came in was an artist that had had some minor Hot 100 hits, and this is probably the best well-known one. It's called um, On the Rebound from Russ Ballard, and it's not a song that I uh, knew a lot about. I started hearing it a couple times, and it's kind of a rocking song. It came in at 89 and would go to 58, um, was on the Epic label. And to this day, I have not been able to find a stock copy. I've only been able to find a promo copy. I know there's one out there. I just haven't been able to find it. And it's not particularly expensive. It's just uh, kind of eluded me over the years. But uh, that's Russ Ballard on the rebound. And th that was number 89 for that week. So we're going to continue with June. And we're going to start off the next week, and there were four new songs that came in, and the highest one came in at 35, and you guessed it, another movie song, and this is from a third movie we're going to talk about, and it was by the Blues Brothers, Give Me Some Lovin', the Spencer Davis song, and it had a picture sleeve showing the Blues Brothers, John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd sitting on top of their hood of their car, and the B-side was She Caught the Katie, which both are in the movie. And if you've never seen the movie, oh man, what a great movie. A lot of great musical stars in it. I think I've talked about this before. But I watch it every now and then just to catch the performances. And Give Me Some Lovin' by the Blues Brothers would go to number 18, which was a pretty big hit for them. And because it's the Blues Brothers, it does have some value to it. The picture sleeve is probably 5 to $10 if it's in really good shape. So the next song to come in at 38... At first, when I heard this song and I heard the name of the group, I'm thinking, oh, this is a, a guy with a name, uh, Tommy Two-Tone. And then I realized after a while that it was a group called Tommy Two-Tone. And the song's called Angel Say No, and it's on Columbia. And it would come in at 38, and that's as high as it got. Um, and it was only on for a couple weeks. Um, 
not not a song you hear anymore on the radio, obviously, because it wasn't a big hit. And it's probably about a three or four dollar record. And that's Tommy Two Tone, Angel Say No. Next song to come in um, was another song that had a picture sleeve. And it was nice to see that a lot of these songs did have sleeves. It was by Genesis, and they were just starting their run of hits. And this is called Misunderstanding. And it was their first big hit off of Duke. Came in at 39 and would go to number 14 and on the Atlantic label. And it does have a picture sleeve, and it's kind of got a drawing um, on the cover, same as the album. And that's Misunderstanding by Genesis. And yes, you do hear that song quite a bit, even today. Last song to come in that week um, kind of just snuck in the top 40. Um, it's by Blondie, and it's called Atomic. And basically um, has a cool cover of her on the cover with a big cloud in the back. And it was from Eat to the Beat. And it didn't get much higher. It only went to 39. So I wish it would have gone a lot higher. I like this song a lot. And it was number one on my countdown. But it did have a picture sleeve. And Blondie does have some value. It's probably about a $10 record to find a good, clean stock copy of that. Not a song I heard on the radio much at all. Um, they later did a remix of it. And um, it was much longer, but this is the original version. Uh, three songs I'm going to talk about that hit the Hot 100 uh, that week. Uh, first one being coming in at number 86 by The Grateful Dead, who hadn't had a hit on the charts in five years up until this point. And the song was called Alabama Getaway. And I hadn't heard it in a long time, and occasionally I heard it. It's on the Arista label. And... It did have a picture sleeve, which is kind of cool. It's got a picture of the group, all uh, six of them, black and white, on the cover. And it's got um, the B-side shows some albums that they have put out. And the Grateful Dead, um, Alabama Getaway, came in at 86 and would go to 68. So it wasn't a top 40 or a big hit, but it's kind of a cool song. And the Grateful Dead, yes, has value. Uh, all their songs, that's probably about a $15 record. Um Next song I want to talk about was from the rock group Kiss. And um, it was a song I heard on the radio a lot locally. So, of course, when you hear something a lot, you're thinking, oh, this is going to be a big hit. And it was called Shandy. And it came in at 88 and went to 47. Just missed the top 40 um, on Casablanca. And um, pretty cool song by them. I kind of liked it. It was upbeat. And Kiss always have some value as well. That's probably about a $10 record if you have it in really good shape, but no picture sleeve for that. And the last song I'm going to talk about was kind of a surprise. I didn't, I didn't even know about this song because, like I said, back then I was only listening to the top 40 and didn't even know about the Hot 100. So this song came in at 99, went to 97, and fell off. And I heard it years later. I'm thinking, what is this song? It's called Dancing with the Mountains by John Denver. And he had had a lot of hits up to this point and kind of surprised me that he put one on the Hot 100. And it's on the RCA label. And I actually kind of liked the song. I heard it on the radio once. And I'm like, wow, where did this come from? It's from the um, album Autograph. And um, not a valuable 45. It didn't have a picture sleeve. But that's Dancing with the Mountains and John Denver. Um, which brings us to the last week in June of 1980. And there were um, five songs to come in, and there are four songs, if I have time, I'm going to talk about them, that hit the Hot 100 that week. Um, 
highest debut that week on June 28th of 1980. That chart was coming in at number 25, and it jumped up from 45. It was the follow-up to The Devil Went Down to Georgia by the Charlie Daniels Band. It's called In America, and it's a very um, patriotic, flag-waving type song, very upbeat. And it went to number 11, which was pretty pretty good for a song, kind of a country crossover. It was on the Epic label, did not have a picture sleeve. And at the time, it was very resonated a lot, um, and I, it did make it to number one on my countdown. And that's Charlie Daniels in America, about a 2 to $3 record. Um, next song to come in at 34, up from 44, was another movie song. And it was from the soundtrack of Urban Cowboy. And I forget that this song was even in this movie. And I've only seen bits and pieces of the movie. I've never seen the whole thing. But this is a ballad by Kenny Rogers. It's called Love the World Away. It was on United Artists. And back then, as I said before, ballads just were not my thing. So it's an okay song by him. I obviously like Kenny Rogers, but this is not one that you hear a lot or one that I listen to a lot. Doesn't have a large amount of value. Um, it went to number 14, which was a pretty modest hit for him. And that's Kenny Rogers' Love the World Away. The next song uh, that come in was a big, big song uh, at the time. It came in at 36, up from 55. It was the first hit by the SOS band, and it's called Take Your Time. It was a, kind of an upbeat, funky dance song on the Taboo label. And uh, we go to number three, which was a big hit. It was number one on my countdown. It was very danceable. My sisters like this song a lot. We play it a lot. And uh, not a valuable record at this point. And you do hear it from time to time because it was such a big hit. And that's Take Your Time by the SOS Band on Taboo. And next song to come in at 37 was by country artist Mickey Gilly, and he hadn't had a top 40 hit. I think this is his only top 40 hit. Um, a song from Urban Cowboy, another movie song, and it was a remake of the song Stand By Me, and it would go to number 22, which was pretty pretty good for him with a picture sleeve, and it shows the same picture sleeve that Joe Walsh shows um, of Urban Cowboy. And it's funny, I was I was young then when this came out, and I'm thinking, wow, what a great song. But I didn't realize at the time it was a cover of the Benny King song. So I thought this was kind of a new song. And then realized years later, I said, wait a minute, this is a cover. It's still a great cover of it. But I didn't realize it was a cover at the time. But that's Stand By B by Mickey Gilley. Unfortunately, he just passed away, I'd say maybe two or three months ago as of when I'm recording this. So um, big country artist. I believe this is his only top 40. Uh, and speaking of country, the next song to come in and the last song that debuted in the top 40 that week was by country artist Rodney Crowell. And it also was his only top 40 hit. And it's called Ashes by Now. And it would only go to number 37. So it just made it in. It's on the Warner Brothers label. And what can I tell you about Rodney Crowell? He had a lot of country hits. He was married to Roseanne Cash for a while. And the song is kind of a mid-tempo uh, country rock song. And um, he also had a song that bubbled under around the same time called Stars on the Water, which um, another great song by him that Jimmy Buffett does a great version of. 
And I've heard Jimmy say that he wished he had written that song, but uh, Rodney Crow gets credit for Stars on the Water. So the next song I'm going to talk about um, was not a movie song. It was by Queen, and it was the title track to their, well, sort of their title track, because their album was called The Game, but this is called Play the Game. And it's got a picture sleeve, and it shows a picture of the group. And on the back, it shows individual pictures of the group. And it came in at number 67 and just missed the top 40 at number 42. Um, And that's Play the Game by Queen. The picture sleeve is probably a $10 sleeve. The record's probably a $5 to $10 record as well. Queen really has some value, has never lost their appeal, and they're very popular even to this day. It's not one you hear very often, so I recommend listening to it because it's actually a pretty good song. Um, Once you get past their huge hits, this one's pretty good. And the next song I'm going to talk about that hit the Hot 100 was a novelty song. And this is what I call a song that was uh, very timely because at the time, it was about a TV show and a murder. And I'm talking about Dallas, not really a murder, but somebody who got shot, I guess. And I'm talking about who shot Jr. And uh, at the time, Dallas was a big, big TV show. And um, he got shot. And the whole thing was, that was the last episode. And we had to wait the whole summer of 1980 to find out who shot him in the fall. And, of course, this song was recorded about that. And it went through all the suspects. So I thought that was kind of cool. It's by Gary Burbank, who I believe was a DJ somewhere. And it was his only chart entry, but it was a novelty song. And yes, I heard it on the radio quite a bit over the summer. And it turned out to be his cousin, I think, Chris, Chrissy or something that ended up shooting him. But it was so long ago, and it was such a big deal at the time. And, oh, it got huge ratings, and everybody was talking about it. And now when I look back, it was kind of like, huh, wow. I can't believe people were into that. But they were. Didn't have a picture sleeve, and the record is not particularly valuable at this point. Um, next song I'm going to talk about is probably my one of my favorite songs by this group, and it wasn't a huge hit. I'm talking about Firefall, and then we just talked about they just had a top forty hit maybe three or four weeks ago called "Headed for a Fall," and this came in right behind it. It's called "Love That Got Away," very great song. Came in at eighty three and would go to number fifty on the Atlantic record label. And it was from Undertow, the same album, very upbeat. I remember hearing the song on the radio and thought, wow, what a great song. Should have been a lot bigger of a hit. It was number one on my countdown, but probably one of their best. And that's Firefall and Love That Got Away. Which brings up the last song I'm going to talk about. Um, And it's a song I heard, believe it or not, on a newscast. They used to use this song as the intro. It's an instrumental and when I heard it, I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat. Where did that come from? And I later figured out it was Herb Alpert who did this, and it's called Beyond. And if you hear it, you'll be like, oh, I know that. I know that song. But it, at the time, it was an instrumental, and it came in, it charted. It came in at 85, and it had a picture sleeve, and it would go to number 50, same as Firefall on his AM label. And as it turns out, it's probably one of his best instrumentals. It's also the name of his album, too, called Beyond. And that's Herb Alpert and Beyond. And that's about all the time we have for this episode of Spinning Singles. Uh, Next week, we will get into July of 1980, which we are right now. So we're close on the time frame. 
So I will see you next week.